Welcome to Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Marty teaches us verse by verse, chapter by chapter, book by book, through the Word of God. To listen to any of these messages in their entirety or to find out more about our fellowship, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Let's listen in to today's message, and may the Lord richly bless you. What have I to ask beside? Can I doubt His tender mercy? Who through life has been my guide? apologize. I got in trouble for apologizing last week. I'm not going to apologize. So in any case, the, the reason being is really today's teaching will be more about Luke, Luke chapter 24. And I've talked about this before. As you teach through the gospel of Mark or any gospel, it's amazing how you go to the other gospels, the other three gospels, and you can, you can get a lot of other information that give you a more thorough teaching or understanding of what's really going on. And that's what's going to happen today because in the gospel of Mark, we don't get much about these two guys walking in the country. That's all it says. But this is the two men on the road to Emmaus. And I can't just use what Mark says about the, the men on the road to Emmaus and move past it and say, oh, but don't worry about it. Jesus appeared to him. It's all cool. <laughs> We're going to look at that. Okay, but we're also going to do a little more review on the Feast of the Lord because we're going to see another feast today. We're going to focus a little more on another feast today as we get into the latter parts of the teaching, the Feast of First Fruits. But last week we looked at um, what I believe to be true. I believe when you look at Scripture, one thing I would challenge you to do is always look at Scripture, not what some guy teaches, not even what I teach. Look at the Scripture. Test the Scripture. And understand the feasts of the Lord were, were created for just that. They are for the Lord for some purpose, for some reason. And if you're like me and you believe those first few feasts lined up with the Lord's crucifixion, His burial, and His resurrection, and we know God's Word is perfect, then they had to happen on those days. And I, I showed you a little bit of that last week. And just so you know, what I believe is that Jesus was crucified on Thursday, Nisan 14, Passover, that his body was placed in the tomb on the 15th of Nisan, which is the Feast of Unleavened Bread, and then he rose again on Sunday, the Feast of First Fruits. And I'm going to show you from Scripture why I believe that to be true, and we're going to review a little bit of that. But here's the thing. Last week, we also saw these faithful women, and we're going to look at them just a little bit today again. We saw these three faithful women who were the last at the cross, and they were the first at the tomb. Faithful women with hearts for the Lord. They loved him dearly. But one in particular, Mary Magdalene, and we know that Jesus cast seven demons out of her. I'll touch on that in just a little bit again, but here's the thing. She showed up and she actually got to see Jesus at the tomb. And we also know, though, from her, from that verse, we read this in Mark 15, or I should say this. It's in John 20. In John 20, it tells us that she arrived there before the sun came up on Sunday and the stone was already rolled away. She showed up there on Sunday when it was still dark, and that's important when we're thinking about days and nights and all these things, especially from a Gregorian calendar from our Gentile mindset, okay? But we know this. We know that Jesus was crucified, but then evening came. The day he was crucified, evening came. And in the Hebrew calendar, when evening comes, when nightfall happens, it's a brand new day. And so I looked at this verse last week in Mark 15, 42, that says this. Now, when evening had come, because it was the preparation day, that is the day before the Sabbath, it tells us that's when they took the body of Jesus off the cross. 
So he was crucified and he hung there for a while. And when evening came, when a new day started, according to the Hebrew calendar, is when his body was taken off the cross. And when you understand the Hebrew calendar, it makes total sense. But again, the confusion comes in. I, can get, the, I get the confusion in tradition, too, because if his body was placed in the tomb on Friday, after sundown, it can be confusing. Maybe we think that's when he was crucified. But if we know all the scripture, which we're going to look at a little bit again today, if we know the scripture, we know he was crucified before sundown. So we have two days we're dealing with. And if the Bible is perfect and God's word is perfect and it lines up with the feasts of the Lord, then that Thursday would have been Nisan 14 Passover, the day the lamb was to be crucified. And, the, and Nisan 15 is the feast of unleavened bread. When the bread come down from heaven, the unleavened bread, the, the, the bread without sin, our Lord Jesus Christ was then placed in the tomb. And this makes sense when you start looking at a broader context. Because if we realize that he was indeed crucified on Nisan 14 on Passover on that Thursday, then he, Jesus, is accurate when he told the Pharisees that he would give them a sign, a prophecy, that he would be in the heart of the earth three days and three nights. If he's crucified on a Friday, I'm sorry, folks, you can't get three days and three nights out of that, especially on a Hebrew calendar. You just can't. So again, I want to challenge you today to not hold to the doctrines or not cause doctrines to be the traditions of men, but rather allow doctrine to be doctrine. Allow scripture to interpret scripture. Because that's what we have to do. And I showed you last week how this also lines up in Exodus. In Exodus chapter 12, Israel was commanded to select a Passover lamb on the 10th of Nisan. They were to select a lamb, they were to inspect it for four days, and then on the 14th of Nisan they were to crucify, to sacrifice that lamb. And I showed you how this fits perfectly with the biblical timeline. Jesus rode in to Jerusalem on a donkey, presenting himself to Israel on the 10th of Nisan, on, on that Palm Sunday. The 10th of Nisan, just as scripture proclaims, they inspected him, the whole congregation of Israel inspected him for four days. And on the fourth day, Thursday, Nisan 14, the lamb was crucified. On the 15th of Nisan, the Feast of Unleavened Bread, his body was placed in the tomb. And as we'll see today later, on the Feast of First Fruits, our Lord rose from the dead. Now, I don't know how many of you were alive or remember, I mean, quite a few of you, but remember Get Smart? You remember that show? He had a famous line, missed it by that much. <laughs> so either Scripture is right, and God's Word is perfect, and he did all of these things according to his Scripture, or he said, I missed it by a day, close enough. Do you understand? That's what we're looking at. Now, again, I don't want to divide over this topic. I never want to divide over. This is not something that's crucial to understand for your salvation. But I want us to be students of the Bible. I want us to look at the Word of God. To not hold up the traditions of men as doctrine, but to hold up the Scripture as doctrine. To look at the Scripture. And you test it. You challenge me with it. You test it yourself. Don't just believe what I say. Go look at the Scripture. But I also want you to understand... There's a, there's a huge um, problem if he was crucified on a Friday and only put in the tomb for two days and two nights. And that is this. Remember this. Jesus is talking to the Pharisees, and they said to him, they're challenging him, and they want a sign. They want a sign. Now, understand, this word is important. Sign, it means signify, to signify. When a sign is given, it's exact, especially when it's Jesus' words. 
So let me read to you a little more about this passage in Matthew 12, verses 39 through 40. Jesus challenges the Pharisees and he says this, But he answered and said to them, An evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. This is a very specific, accurate sign. And he then says this, verse 40, For as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Well, what Jesus really meant was two days, two days and two nights. He's saying, oh, that's close enough. It's an estimation. And, you know, I'm being a little sarcastic, but this is the problem I have. These are Jesus's words. He's going to give them a sign. Could you imagine these Pharisees after the resurrection? Well, it doesn't even line up with what Jesus said. They were very, very accurate about things. You know, Jesus said he was going to be in there three days and three nights, and it was only two days and two nights. So just put yourself in that position. Understand what we're looking at here. And again, this isn't to make you feel bad or to, or to upset people about traditions. More so, it's just really, I want us to look at the scripture. Not what some guy teaches. Not what some other person came up with on a theory. But what scripture actually says. Because there are ramifications. If Jesus didn't ride in on the 10th of Nisan, Palm Sunday. If he wasn't crucified on the 14th of Nisan, Passover. If his body wasn't placed in the tomb on the Feast of Unleavened Bread. And if he didn't raise again on the First Fruits, the Feast of First Fruits. How can we trust God's word? We're going to see here in a minute, all of scripture is about Jesus. Do you understand that? All of it. But God's word is exact, and I want us to be challenged with that. And so last week we read that Jesus rose from the grave, that the stone was rolled away, that he appeared, appeared to Mary Magdalene first, he appeared to Mary, the, the mother of Joseph and James, and then Salome, the mother of James and John, but then also Mary Magdalene. He appeared to her first, and we know that he then told Mary Magdalene to go tell the disciples that he was alive, that she saw him resurrected. That makes her the first evangelist, Mary Magdalene. This faithful woman was the first evangelist of Jesus Christ. And that is pretty awesome. And we know she arrived at the tomb before, before the sun had even come up. But Jesus has already been uh, rose from the dead. The stone was already rolled away. And last week we know that the disciples, she goes to them, she tells them what she saw, and they didn't believe her. They didn't believe her. Now, something about that is this. I talked to this last week. I'll just touch on it quickly for those who didn't hear some of your Bibles, I don't know which translation you have, but there are a few Bible translations that do not have Mark 16, 9 through 20, verses 9 through 20. And what it'll say in there is the most reliable and oldest texts tell us that these verses were not in the Bible. Okay, that's not true. <laughs> Just so you know, it's these codices. So Codex, uh, it's Vaticanus and Sinaiticus. Both of them, if you do textual criticism, you do a class on this, it's, it's actually fascinating for those who really want to know. But... These texts are from the 4th century. The thing about them, Sinaiticus and Vaticanus, they don't even agree with each other. So we know they're not the most reliable. Not only that, I told you last week, both of them, at the end of the gospel where verses 9 through 20 are supposed to be, there are blank spots. Where the, the, the scribe knew something else was here. Now in Vaticanus, I think they try to fill <laughs> the, the blank spots a little bit by spacing out the words. And this will be important to some of you because... Inevitably, this comes up in an argument with people who want to test the Bible or tell us we can't trust the Word of God. This has been Hold Fast, a radio outreach ministry of Golgotha Fellowship in Nampa, Idaho. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to hear this message again, or any other in their entirety, please visit GolgothaFellowship.org. Our fellowship meets in Southeast Nampa, 
and our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. For more information visit our website. Until next time, may the Lord richly bless you. Hi folks, Pastor Marty here. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the teaching today. You know, it's my prayer that it's encouraged you to continue faithfully in the study of God's Word. I think it's so crucially important that these days the body of Christ stay in grounded and anchored in the Word of God as the world around us is sinking in the waves of false doctrine and the opinions of men. If you are seeking a church family, a church home, and you live in the Southeast Nampa area, I want to personally invite you. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. and we currently meet at East Valley Middle School. That's right off Greenhurst and Happy Valley. If you want to find out more, if you have any questions, you need directions, you want to catch up on a message, or if you have a prayer request, just go to our website, golgothafellowship.org. Let me help you spell that. It's G-O-L-G-O-T-H-A fellowship.org. Until next time, may God bless you and remember to hold fast.